Welcome back to the Hoop Fiends, the podcast most likely to yell at your family members for having football on this holiday season because it is an NBA Christmas-themed pod. Through breaking down all these exciting games, our absolute favorite day of the year, we're going to go ahead and just take a look at how those teams are doing and what they're going to be able to bring to their matchup. Talk about what matchups we maybe would have liked to see, some hypothetical matchups that would be fun, and just in doing so, get a good pulse check on the league at whole. Fellas, how are we doing? What's a... What's everyone been enjoying about the league lately? Uh, the Knicks. <laughs> That's what I'm enjoying. It's been awesome. And you know what? And I think they're real. I think I think they came pretty fun. Enough to feel real. Yeah. Um. We can dive into it more, kind of, when we head into the Christmas. Uh. Per- the playing at twelve. Perfect. But, perfect start. Exactly. Uh. Because man, they won eight in a row. They lost last night, which is unfortunate. I wish we could have, uh, rode into this podcast high. I feel like. This always happens with the Knicks. Like, we'll, we'll like, oh, kind of talk about the Knicks on the next pod, and then that's when they lose, or that's when they start to play bad. But, um, yeah, it's just been awesome. I mean, we I feel like we do talk about them a lot on this pod, so there's not, like, a total lot of new stuff to say. Uh, but, yeah, Tibbs finally woke the fuck up. All these losers, like, Fournier's out of the rotation. Rose isn't really awesome. playing anymore. We're playing the young guys, and that just looks fun out there. RJ's been a bit better. I think he was that's really like our- he, the RJ has been our, amazing. Our old, like, really not adjusting at first. Our like our old running joke, I think, to your point, Steve, is like when we started this whole show, it was always like every episode was the Knicks surging and the Celtics falling. In, yeah. like, the, in like the COVID year in twenty twenty, it was every we went it went with it every episode. But I've been I've I've been really impressed with how good they've looked as of late, for sure. Absolutely. It just comes down to like, uh, things are just clicking. And I think this is it. We were talking a little bit before recording just now, but I think where we exactly are, the sixth seed is pretty much where we stand. And I don't think it's a bad thing that we're not at the, at, at the lower end of the standings because we do have a good amount of picks that we can still use going into the next draft. We have that Dallas pick. So I think it's like fun to have a competitive team out there. The East isn't exactly like horrible, but I think the the very top of it is locked in, so I think we're really safe to feel like we can finish the season in the middle of the pack. Yeah, and I I mean, that's way better than I would have hoped for coming into the season. Um, and even, like, two weeks ago, I would have been like, oh, sh- we're fucked. We're not even going to make the playoffs, whatever. Um, I mean, we were 10-13, and 13, I think, and then we won eight, eight straight, and then now we're good. So it's like, it's the roller coaster of, of an NBA season can be crazy. Um, but yeah, and and it's fun again. It's like now we're hearing rumors. Like Riley, you sent us like uh, the Zach Levine to New York stuff, and it's like, yeah, like I, we can argue, do we want him? Do we not? But <laughs> it's fun to be like, oh, like we might actually go get a player again. Like maybe here it comes. Like who's going to be available? Who's the next Nick? Yeah, it's going to float our way. And I think we're in the market, and I wouldn't hate it if we got someone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah. Why don't we get into it? I think the the main reason we're even having this pause dropping this week is because it is officially the season of Christmas, which means Christmas oh, yeah. basketball, which is always one of the best days of the year. I think we're all jazzed about this as as always. Um, Absolutely. I, I I don't know, guys. From from like. I feel like on paper, all of these games seem very interesting. And then when you take a look at most of them, it's like, oh, God, like some of these are like incredibly lame and boring. Yeah. And, and yeah. some of the stars that aren't going to be in the matchups, too, it kind of stinks. 
I know. I feel that happened last year a bit too, right? It's a lot of stars missed their big, the big games last Christmas Day. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I feel like there's like there's like there's a couple of good games, but yeah, for the most part, it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. But um, yeah. Why don't we get right into it? So we I know we've been talking about them already to death, but um, the first game at twelve o'clock Eastern is uh the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers in New York play against the surging Knicks. So guys, yeah, take me through your oddest reaction. Is a yeah, how do you staple. guys feel? This is a staple of my Christmas. A 12 o'clock New York Knickerbockers basketball game. It's usually against the Sixers, Sixers too. It's, yeah, it's, I feel like it's like the Sixers or like the, even the – like just like an East team. The Celtics in the past. Yeah, and it's – there's nothing better because – I don't know about you guys, but this is kind of like every uh, – every, uh, every year around that time, I'm always like traveling to my aunt's house, and I'm just like – watching it on my phone and then I get there at halftime. It's literally the dumbest tradition ever, but I always look forward to it because it's just New York Knicks basketball on Christmas, man. I can't be more Get excited. in the car and pull your phone out. Yeah, literally. Now, I look forward to this matchup. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty back-and-forth matchup. I think we really are riding a high here. The Sixers have actually been playing pretty well lately. I think – did they just finish a winning streak or are they currently on one? Uh, they've been hot too themselves, yeah. Yeah, they're playing well. They're starting to click. Um, uh, I think Embiid is. I'm not sure if he's like at the forefront of an MVP uh, conversation, but definitely like in the in the pack. Yeah, and it's funny because um, like how the year started for Philly, it was like oh, everyone was was kind of off Joel Embiid, and I feel like this has happened like three times in the past, like maybe five. Just years. at the start, yeah, yeah, where it's like Joel Embiid gets off to a little little bit of a slow start. And then he just has, like, a stretch of 10 games where he averages, like, 40, 10, 5, and 2 blocks. And they're like, oh, shit, look who it is. Um, and it's probably about yeah, that time again. It's always, yeah, no, you're totally right. Like, I feel like once every couple weeks, it's like, oh, you know what, we're counting out Embiid. And then he just goes on and rips off another, like, 35 points a game stretch. Oh, yeah. And it's just ridiculous to watch. Um, yeah, it's... It, um, it's pretty ridiculous how how well I think this team has been playing. I it, it's you feel like on the surface they're not living up to expectations in the way that you normally like should think from how well they should be playing. Um, but they they honestly are just like kind of getting the job done. I I think yeah. that hard incredibly flashy by any means, but. Like they just work really well together, honestly. Um, Harden has become much more of like that facilitator, Steve. That like you and I appreciated him a little bit more for in his uh, first stint in Brooklyn. And um, yeah, I don't know that they they are just kind of clicking in in a weird way. I I've been impressed. Yeah, and it's you're getting uh like you said the good Harden, and it's with no Maxi, which is interesting because he you'd probably yeah. say was their second best player in the beginning of the season, and he was probably one of the more excited players or uh, one of the players I was more excited to watch this year. And it sucks that they're not going to have him. Um, but I actually, I have a interesting take for you guys. So I was just doing a deep dive into their six game winning streak. Uh, they, they have beaten the Lakers, the Charlotte Hornets, the golden state warriors, no Steph, the Detroit Pistons, the under 500 Toronto Raptors, and then Sacramento. So maybe it's a little fool's gold. Maybe it's like, Oh, like they've won six straight, but have they, they haven't beaten anybody. Um. So maybe our Knickerbockers have a chance. Maybe they're not as hot as we like to. Think. Oh no! I I thought the only do have a chance. I I would say it's a guarantee. Yeah. I really think so too. It is our year. 
they've been good, but we're really riding that hot streak. I like our, I like the matchup a lot too. I think our guards are better than their guards. I think our guards are quicker. I think we're gonna get them. I think I think Brunson's gonna go nuts, and that's been a big part of the Knicks' successes. Brunson, I think I think it's fair to say is like taking a big step up. I remember like people being as excited about Brunson in the you know middle of the regular season, like they are this year, last year. No, I mean tampering has paid off. The yeah. tampering. Uh, Tampering listen, is I'll, good. I'll sacrifice a second round pick in 2026 for this player, this all star, <laughs> this amazing guy. I love Jalen. Like four years away. God, care. was I wrong about him? He's so awesome. I love him. I love him so much. Yeah. No. I. I. I agree, John. I feel like that's going to be kind of the the difference maker. The actual most to watch though is going to be versus Robinson in the paint because Joe Robinson. I mean. I know you've always felt a certain way, and John, you, I think you felt a little bit differently, but the guy is still a pretty good. And especially when you're a guy like Joel and um, going up post most of the game, that's going to make some. I will say it probably better than Beatles. I was in it, and Mr. Robinson to get. expect a lot of line from indeed. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell, uh, the thing with Mitchell is, like, can he stay out of foul trouble, right? Because he is a good defender. Uh, he can uh, put a body on Joel Embiid. But if he goes down, we're going to have to have, like, Hartenstein guard him. Um, I like Hartenstein, but in terms of defending Joel Embiid, he's not going to be the answer. So as long as Mitch can just, like, keep his arms straight up and not foul Joel Embiid and give him, like, 30 free throws, like we see him have uh, those games sometimes, that's how we're going to lose. Uh, but if we cannot do that, I think we can be like in control. Our guards can run the game, like you said, John, and our Knickerbockers truly have a yeah. chance. And I'm I'm going with them. I'm picking the New York Knickerbockers because, of course, I am. You know, I am uh, as well, Stephen Riley. What about you? Are you riding the train with us? Uh, yeah. You know what? I think I I will as well. I think it, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game, but I do think the Knicks they are kind of red hot, and I think to Steve's point, um, they just don't have. The Sixers just don't have the defensive uh, backcourt in order to match up with how how great of a facilitator um, Brunson has been. So, yeah, I'm going with the Knicks. It's been incredible. Can't wait for it. I think the, the very right. next game is an interesting one for, for just how exciting it, it may not be. This game sucks. <laughs> I can't wait to not watch this I was one. trying to be politically correct. Yeah, this might be the one where I go and interact with my family. Yeah, I think I'll have football on for this portion of the day, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Even though I'm a basketball head and you had a nice intro about having to watch uh, basketball on Christmas. But I think from this portion of the day, I'll be watching football because fuck this game. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. LeBron, so again, yeah the game Luka, that... is, maybe LeBron against Luke is kind of interesting, though. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, the game we're talking about is the, the Lakers versus Maverick at uh at two thirty Look at our laptops. <laughs> yeah. It's um I will say again, while this game definitely seemed more interesting, honestly, even like a week ago, um everything has taken a turn for the worse with Anthony Davis now not playing. He's out for extended period of time for a oh, What injury. a surprise. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think the, the whole thing was we were all just excited. We knew it couldn't last, and it immediately slipped through our fingers. And that may be the last we've seen of Anthony Davis for the uh, – the Forever. Rest of the season. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> he might retire. It's two weeks he retired from now. He's like, whatever. 
What's so funny? Could uh, you imagine if the Lakers just like absolutely snaked some team? Like they just sold really high on them. Not that it's even like a complete season ender. Like it's a month, but I just feel like once you have one injury, the rest of the season he'll get hobbled. GM Stephen would have done that. Well, I, what's funny is like I think to your point, like I, I think what makes Anthony Davis he he's almost an untradeable asset because like when he's playing so great, it's almost like you'd be insane to get rid of him. But then he's injured all the time. So so weird. Like, Why would I trade for yeah, him? I was going to say, like, who who in their right mind actually would trade for him? It's like everyone knows that, like, he's playing really well right now, but he's going to get hurt. So, like, why would I trade for him now? Yeah, he, he's an untradeable piece. It's him and Westbrook, untradeable. That's um, the Lakers, man. Yeah. But, but yeah. No, I, I this game, well, it, it's, a, it's a little bit interesting, too, because, like, while they have, uh, while the Lakers are obviously on, now on a downturn with losing Davis for God until God knows when, the Mavericks, I mean, have not been playing well at all. Like Luka's no. MVP, whatever, maybe, but team's been trashed, honestly. What do you guys no, think not... it is with them? Because it's not much different than their team last year. So I'm kind of curious. The difference is Jalen Brunson, man. Yeah, you're right. That's what I was going to bring up. But it's like, I think it has to be, right? Because. He was their secondary ball handler. He was their secondary scorer. Spencer Dinwiddie is not as good as Jalen Brunson. I'm sorry. No. He Different type be, of player. Yeah, he could be like a good heat check guy, six man off the bench, whatever. But Jalen Brunson is truly, as we're seeing, a uh, ball dom, like ball, uh, just game changing player. And his numbers, I think, were a little bit lower because Luka is such a ball dominant player and had the stats of like the best player we've ever seen. But. Without uh, Luka on the Knicks, Jalen Brunson has amazing stats, and I think that's the player they're missing, just an amazing secondary player, and they just don't have it. It's not Tim Hardaway. It's not Reggie Bullock. It's not Maxi Kleba. It's just they don't have it right now. No, they don't have it. It's a lot of dead ball, too. It's not, a, it's not even a fun league pass team. The thing I do want to go ahead and put in there is, like, they are 16-16 as the season stands currently and I feel like they were really similar last year. Didn't they have a crazy like post all-star break leading into the playoffs? So I don't want to completely write them off because they do have one of the leading MVP candidates. I think they should have to shift things around a bit, shift around the lineups because Christian Wood is not what they were hoping to get in for. I think it is looking like it's not even just, you know, angry podcasters that get like, you know, at best a dozen listeners that are screaming about Luka Doncic being tough to play with anymore. I think other major brands are saying this too. I think he just legitimately is. And not even to fault him. It's just like you have such a such an amazing like Bronco that, you know, darting through the fields, a type of generational player that just figuring it out is tough. And I don't know what the answer is. No, I really don't. It's so it wasn't hard. KP. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought they were kind of like replacing KP with like Christian Wood and seeing what happened, but it's actually somehow worse uh, because Christian Wood, not he doesn't need the ball like KP needed the ball, but Christian Wood just he can't control a game like KP was for periods of time. And you take away KP, you take away Brunson. I forgot about KP, honestly. That's another piece they lost from last year. And I know they went on that run kind of when they traded KP, but I don't know. I just think it's too much of a burden on Luka. Like, he missed yeah. one game the other day, and they lost by, like, 40. And not to come down, I am coming down on Luka a lot by saying it's uh, <laughs> he's tough to play with. But, like, yeah, if he ever goes down, like, there's no one else out there. And not even if when he goes down, it's when he's out there. He just has no other real real options. 
Like, again, yeah, no, they're a lottery it's, team. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They're looking like it, and I, I think they'll stick in the play-in, and there is a sense of Luka Magic once he gets to the playoffs, but I would be surprised if we are at you know the sprint and they do have another comeback like that in them. Because the West is actually competitive because teams that were at the bottom last year are now favorites. I don't see the Pelicans slipping. I don't see the Kings slipping that much, actually. I think they're a team that it should be like a Bradley Beal or Zach Levine destination. Like, we'll suck it up. We'll pay this shit ton of money for these guys just to, like, give Luka somebody else, someone else who can control the ball. Someone else who can walk. Score. Like, just suck it up. I think they'll slot in next to him fine. Um, that's a team that I think needs to make a move. Otherwise, they're just going to be stuck in mediocrity, kind of like we said they were going to be similar to the Hawks. It's like they made it to the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. They got complacent, and now they're just bad. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just they're just they're just treading water. It really does feel like it. It, it it's a they're a big disappointment this year. But all that said, I'm pretty confident they're going to win this game by probably maybe even double digits. It's crazy because. I I like the so the Mavs are eight point favorites in this game, and they're the better team clearly on paper. But part of me like just thinks LeBron's gonna find a way to win. This is actually uh, I I know I'm the anti LeBron guy. I just like I hate watching the Mavs. I hate uh watching them play. I'm gonna like go out on a limb and just pick the Lakers here. Well, that's so nice of you. That's I know, great. Right? I never pick LeBron. So it's a pre- I was actually mean to maybe no one's surprise. You kind of have a chance, uh, uh, tendency to defend the king from time to time. But yeah, I'm actually gonna go to pick the Lakers too. I just, uh, I don't know. I just feel like prime time, Christmas Day, LeBron's gonna catch fire a bit there. But outside of outside of him, he's really not working with anybody else. But I will say that my favorite player, Russell Westbrook, has transitioned very nicely to the bench, leading some second unit players. Austin Reeves also playing well. I think Austin Reeves has been playing better since Matt Ryan left. Yeah, I don't know. Christmas is a uh, a time where we see like a lot of players. Uh, like we've seen Steph Curry struggle a lot on Christmas. We've seen a lot of role players. To, it's not easy playing on Christmas. I just don't know if the Mavs have like role guys who are just going to be like will like able to step up. Like we already mentioned, their role guys aren't good. But like we know Russ, even though he he can be hit or miss, I feel like he's going to want to put on the show. LeBron yeah, always yeah. puts on a show. I could just see meanwhile the- LeBron has been playing on Christmas like for like seventeen years. It feels exactly. Like. Yeah, he knows what he's getting into. Uh, that's why I'm I'm picking the upset. And it's funny, Riley. We played our uh, our very own game of guess the lines uh, the other night. Uh, we both thought the Lakers would be favored by like two or three points in this game when we played. Not that we were in the best state of mind when we were playing this game, but. It shows we were ten points off on the line. Like I don't know if the the match should be that big of a favorite here. I just I just don't know if the books have watched what Dallas has looked like because they're so trashed. They're just so bad to watch. Yeah. Um, but I think the the Mavericks. I just I think we just forget that like besides LeBron, that Lakers team without Davis is. One of the worst rosters yeah. I've seen constructed. Like they're both pretty bad. So it's like they're we're gonna we're gonna need like a twenty plus point game out of Schroeder for this to even be possible. But again, I'm not watching. I don't care. Imagine if they if LeBron like was out for rest that game. Oh, He's God. just like, yeah, I think I'm wet resting. Today. I don't I don't want to do it this year, guys. I want to be with the fam. 
Could be. And it's just Lonnie Walker versus Luca is the duel everyone signing up for. <laughs> they put Lonnie Walker as like the like the face and the marquee in the graphics. <laughs> they probably would have to him or like Thomas Bryant. <laughs> but Thomas uh, Bryant's like, where am I? Yeah, it's like, wait, <laughs> fuck, I have to play this year. God damn it! I never have to play on Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of transitioning from there. Uh, I will not have uh. NBA on, but I will be sure to set an alarm for 4.55 to be ready for this 5 o'clock game. I you think... will be awake? <laughs> no, 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 no. Set an alarm. Just like a little <laughs> reminder. Just a reminder. Yeah. Turn it on. Not a not a wake-up alarm. Uh, to uh, tune in for what I think is the game of the day. Milwaukee and Boston. Definitely. Wait for this. I wish to just I cannot this. wait. Is this the first time they're playing this year, Riley? Yeah, I think this is the first time that all season. Uh, crazy because I feel like they it's so much each other. They know about their team side and out, but uh, game uh, now it honestly feels like more than ever. Because, uh, I whoever wins that game will be deciding uh, the first place the Eastern Conference again. I mean, right now I don't know, but teams are back been on each other's heels the entire season. I think it's great. I see them go against each other now at all at Franks, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's the best two teams in the league uh, going at it. A rematch of one of the best uh, playoff series we've got to see. Um, it's really mar- – this is, like, the type of stuff that I wish the NFL did more on Thanksgiving or even, like, Christmas. Like, why not, like, hype up these rivalry games? Why do I need to see Dallas and Detroit every year? Like, play these marquee matchups, rematches of last year's key – playoff series like this is fun this is what fans want to see and this is exactly why i tune in and why i hype up nba christmas yeah 100 this should be pivotal games this is it. it's really gonna set the tone for the rest of the year and like honestly we have two of the top three mvp candidates playing against each other so i can't wait to see how the celtics show up against them and see the kind of like, the adjustments they've made and I mean, it sounds like so obvious, but it really isn't a show just what we can have to look forward to head for the playoffs with these teams. Because what really, like, a lot of people are, like, when they look back on the playoffs last year, were they really just a Chris Middleton away from going ahead and getting over the Celtics? We're going to find out today. Yeah, I think so. We're going to find out that day. They're not playing today. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. you you bring up the the guy I wanted to mention because notorious Chris Middleton, uh, I have issues over here about, when it comes to him, he haunts my dreams and nightmares. I sleep every night and think about Chris Middleton. But <laughs> I don't think his wife does that. Yeah, I think about him more than his wife, probably. But um, I think I think we might get a Chris Middleton moment in this game. That's my big prediction. I think I I just like am envisioning. I had a I didn't have a dream about this, but I I could have had a dream about this. Uh, where he hits a big shot and it's like. I'm back, like I'm here now. Like, I, I just picture that moment. Middle Bucks winning, all individual. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the Boston Garden, just take the team. I would love it if he just starts talking shit all the time. If he's like like a new like Boogie Cousins or like NBA level shit talker, <laughs> he he becomes like the Trey Young for Boston, and he's just like it's quiet as fuck in here, like yeah. <laughs> going crazy. What the dude? What, what happened? I think it would stink more if uh, if it comes from someone quiet like that. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of the hoop feeds, and they really say that if I was there last year, we would have won. 
They motivated me. This guy, Steve, he's been shitting on me, but then he's come around sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wanted to play it. I wanted to do it for him. Absolutely. And on that same front, he difference. always goes No, I'm with you, man. I think the big difference maker really is, is actually going to be Middleton and the other guards. It's going to see which of the guards can really play best. Yeah, and I yeah. always, you always love a Drew Holiday. Back- yeah, a Drew Holiday against the Celtics backcourt. That matchup's always awesome too. It's going to be an absolute defensive clinic. Who can get the more just diving into the first row stands, steals, Marcus Smart or Drew? Yeah, and you brought up like the the two of the three MVP candidates, and you couldn't be more accurate with that but like is this the best player in the league on the line like for this current moment because it's the first real time Jason Tatum can be said in that uh vein obviously yeah he's flirted with it obviously he's claimed it himself but like if he puts up 50 and beats Giannis in this game there has to be an argument that he's the best player in the league yeah yeah I I think so I the only thing that is uh, kind of a bummer right now is Celtics are playing their worst basketball right now. They've they've just lost three in a row to uh, the Magic twice and then the Pacers. They they're playing the the T Wolves uh, tomorrow, and I just assume they're going to lose that too because I think Anthony Edwards is going to go crazy. Um, but I mean, I I think this is going to be a ton of fun. I think to your point, I think the defense is going to kind of be underrated in this game because. I mean, Brooke Lopez yeah. is playing, like, some of the best defense in the league. He really is. He's really back. He's been nailing shots, too. The fact that they had him missing last year, too, was huge. Yeah, and somebody we haven't mentioned who I am thrilled has made a triumphant return, Joe Ingles. He's back. And I'm I kind of excited to see the impact he's going to have on that team, too. We've maker. Yeah, we we literally I think all three of us were like, Yeah, this is like a great off season addition, Joe Ingles to the Bucks. Yeah. So I am well, that's specific that specific player for that team too. I'm not sure if like if you threw Ingles on the Knicks, it's like, wow, we're a contender yeah. now. But if you throw the bu- him on the Bucks, it's like, wow, they're really gonna contend. Yeah, now. I, I just love the player Joe Ingles is, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, same. I and I feel like he, he works pretty well for them if only because they don't have to play Grayson Allen anymore. Yeah, he's a chump. Who hurts um, people? Is it time to make picks? How are you guys feeling? Right, go ahead. Are you going to go against your own team? No, never. I don't care. If Milwaukee wins by 20, I can't go to bed happy that I picked them. I'm I'm definitely wrong with the Celtics here. You couldn't be a hoop fiend. I think to make this a, a real podcast, so I think I'm going to pick the Bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Bucks. <laughs> That's fine. We can't agree on everything. I'll be honest. What, so, so make the case why the why the buck. I I want to know that now. I just think it's a revenge game. I think I this Chris Middleton moment. Like I'm here now. I'm saving the day. Giannis and Tatum both might score fifty. I think it's a close game, but I just think the Bucks might want it more. And like you said, the Celtics are just not playing their best brand of b-ball right now. Yeah, that's probably the right answer, honestly. But we shall see. No, I'm uh I'm in for that game. Um, then we move into, I, I mean, I know we joked a little bit about it at, for the Lakers-Dallas game, but this game is honestly just as bad. Um, 
at eight o'clock, a primetime game, the one that everyone is supposed to be tuning into. It's the uh, the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. Yeah, which sucks because this one could have been good. Like if Steph was around, Steph was playing. Yeah, like the Lakers Mavs was just never going to be good. I don't know why that was it. That's o'clock. fair. I don't know. Um, but still, yeah, again, a rematch of an awesome playoff series last year. There's definitely going to be some heat and beef there. Like Dylan Brooks is suiting up. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah, we know there's going to be some fun uh, uh, semantics. That that's a word, right? Semantics. Yeah, yeah, semantics, shenanigans. (laughs) Yeah, shenanigans. Uh, but yeah, and you know, uh, Taylor Jenkins, all that nonsense. Uh, so I think there is still going to be a little bit of juice to it. Uh, but still, like you said, not that interesting. Uh, the with the Warriors playing the way they are. I, yeah, I'm just curious to see how dead they really are because this is a perfect litmus test. It's like your rival primetime game. Like someone's gonna have to like play well besides Steph Curry, and like they're gonna really have to find out who that guy is in this time, in this month that it's off. And it it just can't be you know just Jordan Poole. Like I just think besides Poole because I feel like I don't count him in the class of young guys on the Warriors. I feel like he's kind of in that transitionary period. Like. The commit like Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman. Someone's got to start to have a bit of a breakout year, and no one has stepped up yet. So, I feel like it kind of is like time to get it going. So, yeah, I want to see just how 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 well the team can play without him. What's interesting is Wiseman has been like back and forth from the G League all year. Has been god awful, but uh, I don't know if it was last night or two nights ago. He dropped thirty in a game. I saw that he went off, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" So I don't know if that's like a breakout game, and here comes Wiseman. I think it was probably more of a fluke if I had to predict. Yeah, but yeah. I think Kaminga and Moody both haven't really been uh, living up to expectations either. No, uh, that's what's freaky. Yeah, Divincenzo has been good for them, uh, giving them good minutes. Big uh, Dont. Same with uh, they have one of the Jay Greens. I forgot which one. But um, like the old veterans they have are kind of contributing, which like that shouldn't have been. That's not what they wanted and what they wanted going into the season. And if you told me Steph got hurt and is gonna miss a month, I probably would have told you they'll be fine in the beginning of the year. But they are not gonna be fine. They are. He was carrying them. He was an MVP candidate himself, averaging thirty. And without him, they have not looked very good at all. John, I I almost kind of disagree. If if this is their litmus test, I, I don't know if, if you saw what happened against the the Nets on Wednesday oh. when they lost they lost by thirty. Uh, the highest the... most oh, points yeah. at the half, <laughs> giving them ninety one points. Yeah, I, I saw like that was horrible. The Warriors did beat the Celtics though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, Steph was still there. So. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, now, now it's like no. But I did love it. Yeah, it might yeah. just be dark. We might not have anything. And you're right, Riley. It might just be dark. We might not have much more to learn after that Nets game. Which team? Let me ask you guys this: Which would you take? Warriors without Steph, or the Abs without Luca? Oh, the Warriors without Steph, and that's like, I don't even think it's close. Honestly, I know it. I don't think the Mavs have any talent. <laughs> At least the Warriors have like yeah. cool. Right, and they still yeah. have, like the pedigree and the potential, and like Clay exists, like Draymond, like can yell at people. Yeah, we have teams where uh, Christian Wood is the the best player on the team, and those teams don't really win a lot. So, yeah, I think I think you're right there. But well, I mean, let's talk a little bit about this team. I, I do want to get because I mean, they're 
I mean, they've uh, days ago, and I think like clicking together at the level that like we still saw that like from surprise, and now it's crazy that they're able to keep that stamina and keep it going because they look great. No, yeah, and um, something I'm excited for. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. John Moran's first Christmas game, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. Correct. Which, like, I feel like John Moran's the type of guy to put on a spectacle, put on a show, want to light up the crowd. And he, like we said, this same for the Bucks. This is going to be a revenge game for this Grizzlies team. They've been playing and clicking on all cylinders. They have the best backup point guard in the NBA also. Got to shout out Tyus Jones when I can. And I really and, want the Knicks to get him before. Yeah, he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, they just have, like, role players upon role players. Santi Aldama, like, John Conchar. I don't even know who these guys were for the most part coming into the year. But they just, like you said, Riley, they click on all cylinders. They all play like a team. They're really well coached, even if I don't like Jenkins. And John Morant leads them. And something that's interesting, they don't have Bain. I forgot they haven't been playing with Bain for, like, three weeks now. And Bain is amazing. And... Uh, I think that's like a little bit of a sad point uh, that he could have, he was like having the best season of his career. It sucks that we kind of lost him. It is. No, that is a bummer. With that though, they've been running more um, like big Ben lineups. Like Steven Adams is just like kind of holding the fort down. That guy's been having an awesome defensive year. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm, I'm very happy with, uh, with how great this team looks. And it's funny because, like, the Pelicans, like, you'd think that, like, they're the darling of, of uh, like, the entire Western Conference and, like, the young team finally up in the ranks. But the Grizzlies look like they're, like, expanding on, like, the team that they built last year and not fading away. And they're still getting enough minutes for their entire crew. I'm very, very happy with that team for sure. Um, but, I, yeah, I think this one should be kind of easy to pick. I'm, I'm going with the, the Grizzlies here. Yeah, I think we're going to probably all agree here. I just want to know if Grizzlies across the board. <laughs> if, you, if this was the first the time you picked Golden State, I'd be concerned. Yeah, John finally <laughs> buys in. He's like, Kaminga's more getting increased time, guys. <laughs> the season turns around when Christ is born. <laughs> Could you imagine if Kaminga hits like a buzzer beater and says it into the microphone and then leaves? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, John! That would actually be like the sickest, like the single coldest thing an NBA player could do. Nailing a buzzer beater, winning it for your team, going, the season is now turned around and Christ is born, and then walking <laughs> off the court. That would be insane. That would be the, the single craziest, coldest moment in NBA history. I love that. And then they still like lose the 10 games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go on like a 10 game losing streak. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, that this one's relatively easy. And then last, but uh, certainly not least, honestly, probably my second favorite game of the entire slate is at ten o'clock. We have uh, the Suns taking on the Nuggets, and um, I mean, I know I've been a big Nuggets guy uh, this pod. I picked them to come out of the West, and um, they definitely have not disappointed. And the Suns, while again they get on my nerves sometimes, and I've been in a small skid, have not. I've definitely still shown that they're some of the top in the West. So this game should be a ton of fun. Yeah, the Suns have been really banged up this year. They've played a lot of games without Chris Paul and Devin Booker and are still atop the West. Meanwhile, Nuggets, they have been playing without Michael Porter a lot. And Jamal Murray has been on and off. But he's finally looking looking like he's coming back into form. 
which has been awesome to see. That pair with him and Jokic is just dominant. And when those two are clicking, you they look like a team that can come out of the West. And they're the top of the West right now. It makes sense. Um, I really have liked what I've seen from the Nuggets this year. I agree, Riley. Whereas the Suns, they just continue to bore me. I don't know what it is about them. They're just so boring. Yeah, they they are. It, it it's really honestly just the whole like Devin Booker as good as the player as he is, he just gets on my nerves the entire time. You know, like he's just kind of annoying. Yeah, and it's like the, Chris Paul runs this like well oiled machine of just like boring basketball, and he's so important to what they do. We were actually watching uh not not a game many people were watching, but it was the Suns Wizards game we were watching because Josh was watching, and. The the Suns were up like eight with like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and then Chris Paul like rolled his ankle and had to come out for like three minutes. And in that three minutes, the the Wizards went on like a sixteen zero run and immediately won <laughs> took the lead. And it's just like God, it's that's crazy awesome. the amount of impact that guy can have, even if he's not playing well. Um, he just runs that team, and it it it's so annoying to watch. It's like watching like a guy like beat somebody up with a rock. It's just like what are we doing here? It's just so boring. But he it always is effective and it gets the job done and they're just always good because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, and... I mean, this is my favorite Christmas tradition is everyone leaves, I'm alone, like everyone's starting to go to bed. I can just like curl up on the couch and rock out with the ten thirty game until like one in the morning. I love the time. And it's usually like the nuggets. Yeah. It's usually like the nuggets jazz, I feel like. It's, yeah, it's yeah. usually like it's it, no, it's usually it's usually the I think like they save that game for like like the NBA nerds who have a podcast game. It's like yeah. the team who's really exciting, but like the most like the masses. It's not like the big stars. Yeah, it's, it's the West Coast. Like, it's like the Portland's. They'll throw Damian Lillard yeah. there. Like it's, really, I'm, I'm, it's awesome. I'm trying to remember. This is kind of a non sequitur, but it was either Kobe's last year or the year right after. Um, where the Christmas games were on like TNT, and they had like the ten thirty game, and it was uh, it was Timberwolves at Lakers, so it was like a horrible game because it was oh, like yeah. it was like Cat only and Andrew Wiggins, and they just had instead of having color guys, they just had the inside the NBA crew like talk during the games, <laughs> and yes. it was awesome. Like yeah, it was, was so awesome. awesome because like, you could just kind of like go in and out because it's like. The game's not even really going on. Like, Ernie's trying to talk, and you can't hear a single thing he's saying. Um, but, yeah, the, the game is special. But they should do that every I, year. I, I, yeah, they should do it every year. Um, I want to talk a little bit more, though, about the uh, the Nuggets because, yeah, I mean, we I feel like we just have to talk about Jokic, who, again, honestly, again, is yeah. so good. Like, he, I, I'm slowly starting to feel like he may be the best player in the NBA. I'm slowly oh, starting to think he might be the best player I've ever seen. <laughs> I, you're talking about a Levine or Beal. I want Beal to the Nuggets so bad. Come on now, like get him there. It would be such a perfect fit. He can like he's such a versatile player because he can go out there and get his own and like run second units when Jokic needs a break. But he can also just like hang out in the corner and get like these amazing dimes from Nikola, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to be the big thing in this game is seeing how Jokic plays against DeAndre Ayton, who, I mean, we've all had our thoughts about Ayton. Like, he's just not aggressive enough ever. 
And I only think that when you have a guy like Jokic, who's going to just have the ball to stand the entire time, Aiton's just going to have a breakdown. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Nope. I want to see him so bad. He'll be exposed. Expose him. I'm loving the Nuggets, man. I think uh, Murray's actually been playing a bit better, too. He's looking more comfortable. He's looking explosive again. I've been seeing some fun Murray dunks. The leg's looking uh, better. Yeah, no, definitely. It, the, the other thing that really sucks about this game is I hope that book play, because I think he's been out the last couple games. Um, So, we'll see if, if he be can huge. come in for the Suns. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Steve. Suns just kind of bore me. We've we've honestly never been a Suns podcast. I feel like from the beginning we're like I don't yes. know about this show. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it it is kind of <laughs> funny that, but like I don't I don't want to hate them, but it's just like it's like boring. stop being so annoying. Yeah, yeah. And the, they've become like late era Donovan Mitchell Jazz. Yeah, like Do- Devin Booker can be fun sometimes when he I love petty Devin Booker, but that's about it. There's nothing else interesting about them. Really yeah, I agree. Um. So, which team are you guys picking to win this game? Uh, I'm going to go Nuggets. It would feel weird to, to heap all this praise on the Nuggets and not be into the Suns and then not pick the Nuggets. So, I'm picking the Nuggets, but I think it's going to be close. I think this one could be anyone's game. I'm excited for it. If yeah, I think I got to go with the Nuggets, too. I, I, I right now, they're... The if the Suns win, but... Yeah, it's almost like it, it's a it's a pick em. It's a pick em line. Yeah. Um, really? But yeah, no, I so this kind of wraps wraps up the entire thing. So just to just to recap, uh we all three of us picked the Knicks to win at twelve. Um at two thirty. Uh you guys both picked the Lakers and I picked the Mavericks to win. At five o'clock, you guys both picked the Bucks, I picked the Celtics to win, and then at eight o'clock we all picked the Grizzlies, and at ten thirty we all picked the Nuggets. So Me and little bit, little bit five picks. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like you guys are. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm flipping to Golden State official. Lock that in. Oh Jesus! Please, it's please don't it's do only that to right. yourself. It's only right that I go. To flip Golden on State. another game. Flip to Suns or flip to. No, I don't want to take. Don't... I don't want to take the Suns though. <laughs> oh, but yeah. All right, fine. You are a Warriors guy. It's only right. Do it. Forty from Clay. Jesus. All right. The Jordan Poole right, so game speak... is coming. You heard heard here first, everybody. The the Kaminga buzzer beater that we prophesized is going to happen at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Christ is born. <laughs> the comeback. The season turns around when Christ was born. James Wiseman is here. He is him. James, Wiseman. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a time to to use the term him. Yeah. <laughs> Moses Moody puts on his headband and just goes, "It's Moses Moody time." <laughs> <laughs> he does that every morning. <laughs> I love right. it. Um, this is a great way to break so things yeah, down, guys. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, now, I mean, what sticks is, like, as we were saying, like, there's the celtics Bosch game and then the Nuggets-Suns game are fun. But it's come, And, uh, I, obviously, the, the Knicks-Philly game is probably my third choice. But these other two games are really, really stinky. So, if we were in charge of the NBA and we could schedule any games, um, what, was a, what were a couple of games that you'd want to slot in to, to those, those spots? Uh, the first one right off the bat, um, this is, I, I was thinking, trying to find like a storyline for some games, or if I was just going to go personal favorites, and I think I'm just going personal favorites with my first pick. Give me the Cavs, give me the Pelicans, my two favorite teams to watch uh, in the NBA this year. 
two teams that are exceeding expectations, two new look teams. I'd love to see Zion on Christmas. I'd love to see Donovan, who's played on Christmas, but in the new look Cavs, my favorite team. Uh, I think this would would have been like a cool 12 o'clock game if it wasn't the Knicks. Just like two young teams battling it out for the best up-and-coming team, two well-coached teams. That was one I thought of because I couldn't really think of a great storyline to to encapsule. Got you. I'll hey, what, what's crazy, Steve, is I had both those two teams um, listed out, but I had them playing different teams, but I wanted them to play Christmas. So I, I had... Have, I had the same uh, situation. All right. So, yeah, let me let me hear yours then, John. Go ahead. Yeah, I have the Cavs and Pels in different situations. So, for the for the East, I have, like, a more marquee matchup of Cavs and Nets. I know I said a, I said a bad word. We don't talk about the Nets in this pod, but... So it'll be a fun matchup, like big names. Sorry, I'm gonna have to erase this segment. It's just done. <laughs> yeah, it, you'll just hear like a tornado warning. <laughs> the purge. Yeah, the time, and then just really more of like a fun one. It's like teams I just love watching on League Pass right now. We're kind of this would be a fun like 10:30 game for like the NBA nerds out there. I'd love to see uh, Kings Pels. I like that. Oh, nice. That's a good one. I like that Let's one. See who's real. Hey. See who's legit. Well, so that first one, John, the Nets Cavs, you're actually going to get your wish because they're playing each other on December 26th on NBA <laughs> oh, TV. I'm there so, for it. <laughs> literally, if, if, if maybe they honestly thought about that and they bet set the two up, and then they were like, "Oh, like Dave, you idiot, you forgot to like put them on the 25th." They're already <laughs> playing. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, well, okay. um, really?" So my 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 two I had was um. The Cavs against the Hawks in the Eastern Conference at like two o'clock. I think these are the two best young, most fun backcourts in the league between Trey Young and and Garland. I think it could have been fun. The Cavs never really get on TV anymore, and it really seems like new look Cavs. Like this is how you get everyone in the league to start paying attention. Tell them just watch out for this team by having them beat up on the Hawks too. I think everyone else is kind of under the illusion that they're still good, even though we know they're not very good. Um, and then the, the other one was, and this was strictly selfish, but instead of having Dallas play the Lakers, if the Pelicans could play the Lakers, and then the entire talk could be, as the Pelicans blow the Lakers out of the water, it's like, oh, man, like, isn't it crazy that, like, these teams immediately flipped, yeah. and now, like, the Pelicans have their pick? That's all everyone's talking yeah. about. For, like, oh, the, yeah, like, the whole time, yeah. Nets, Nets yeah. Lakers could have been fun, too. That would have just been so annoying. <laughs> I think they yeah. did that last year. Yeah, I think they did as well. Oh, that's that's yeah. funny. It would have been even um, worse this year, just with the annoying. The, I think we hated it last year too. Yeah, the uh, the the only other game I came up with, uh, this would have been a ten thirty game. I I would have loved to watch this. I don't know if you guys would have agreed. John, you brought up the Kings. I thought a fun little game would have been Kings Pacers ten thirty, like Halliburton and Sabonis revenge games. The trade. I would have that's, loved that's to watch actually that interesting. Play yeah, because yeah. yeah, I I feel that. Yeah. And, like, both teams are fun to watch. I thought that would have been a cool, like... You should have seen the face I made when you first said that, but I came around. I was like, all right, <laughs> I see it. Screw it. Steve, that one may be too deep of a cut for 10.30. That one has to go on at, like, 11.45. Yeah. Like, That's just for me. That's just for freak NBA out. NBA late night. Yeah. So, like, for all, you, for all you sick, you sick perverts out there, here's the Kings Pacers. <laughs> But no, I mean, obviously those two teams are great. I love the Pacers team. We talked about that on the pod last week, but um, incredible team. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's uh, 
that's pretty much it. I, I I know we wanted to talk. I mean, we couldn't find a way to slot the Clippers in there. The problem is you can't really have the Clippers play on Christmas because at any point, like <laughs> they could either be playing Paul George and Kawhi or like no. Yeah, you I never mean, know. The, I turned on. Uh, it was the Clippers Hornets game. I turned it on for two seconds. So I was like, I, I kind of want to see. Like, uh, I don't even remember why I turned it on. But then I was like, oh my god, Kawhi and Paul George are playing. I forgot that that happens. Like, that doesn't. That's crazy. And then they blew them out by like forty. It's like that team can be so good. Yeah, but it, to, to that exact point, that's why you can't schedule them for any primetime games because it's like, oh shit, like. We're going to have Kawhi, Paul, George, like, everybody gather around, like, 10 o'clock. Like, we're here. We're ready to play. And then it's just like, Luke all right, it's Zubach and Marcus yeah. Morris. Like, yeah. Luke Kennard rolls in on the graphic. It's like, oh, God. Oh, it's like, oh, Jesus. I'm fine. They did it, actually. Yeah, no, they, they definitely learned their lesson. Honestly, because, like, imagine if it was, like, Lippers against, like, the, the Timberwolves. It's, like, the 1030 game. And it's, like... Anthony Edwards is just like the Will Smith meme. He's like, where is everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much everything I had. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Uh, not really. No, I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have an end of the pot of question for us this week. It's for the <laughs> best. I love John's oh. end of the pot question, so. I like when I just like when John doesn't know the answers to these other questions. <laughs> well, that's why I asked. The question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Try to find out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not like a. <laughs> you're just like you're just literally asking. You're just like, <laughs> what do you guys think? The presidential debate. The moderator never has to answer. Like, what do you think is going to be the best way to fix up the economy? All right, end of the pod question, guys. Rank these. No. Teams. Rank these teams: Orlando, OKC, and Houston. Orlando, Orlando. I think that order. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that order. <laughs> so I, I actually like OKC. I, I, I would put them one over Orlando. Uh, obviously, we're talking, like, win, uh, talking about like if they, they can like win a game this year, or no, like, just like, like going just like forward. in terms of watching who you enjoyed more. Oh, all right, I've enjoyed. I would go OKC Orlando. Yeah, I've just enjoyed the SGA season. We, we've been getting. It's been so fun to watch. I'm still taking as I'm taking a lot of maybe this is all raw in my head because I, I've watched them play twice in a couple of days, but I'm just taking in all the Powell energy. It's so hard to root against that guy. Like oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm so happy he's, he's here. They've been awesome. the The bottom feeders have been in. I've enjoyed Houston. I don't know how much Houston you guys have gotten to watch, but Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Jabari Smith, like they've and I love Alperin Shingoon. Oh my God, I love Alperin. I love Shingoon. Oh, Jalen Green's been a lot better this year than last year. Yeah, moral of the story: everybody's kind of fun except for Detroit. Yeah, and and, and the Hornets—they're not fun either. They're the very Spurs. boring. Who am I kidding? Yeah, and, and, the, and the Mavericks, and the Mavs, and the Lakers, and the Suns, <laughs> and the Bulls, and the Wizards. You all suck. All right, the Raptors. Yeah, they'll do. All right, guys. There are like seven good teams. <laughs> right, Where's so- your? We'll either be back uh, next week or the week early the week after uh, to kind of jump into some other raging NBA topics. There's a few things we wanted to touch on. Some teams that suck that we didn't get to talk about. Some teams that are surging that we didn't get to talk about. So stay tuned for that. The football fiends going crazy. Lots going on. 
on the football teams. Final Tribal Council, we have our final two, we have our final week of matchups. Stay tuned to the Football Fiends feed for everything going on there. At Hoop Fiends Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Anything else before we go, fellas? Yeah, would you rather? Oh, I'd rather what? Boogie, come into your team. This is the worst time for your mic to break up. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right, we don't know what Riley's question was, and we'll never know. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Another episode of your favorite show.